Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Amy, I want to start with a story that you were telling me. And Amy asked, would you sue? Now, I'm going to approach this. I've never sued anybody in my life. And the answer is <laughs> probably no. But for the sake of, let's act like maybe you sue sometimes. Okay. <laughs> would you sue? Uh, Amy, the floor is yours. Okay. So I am not a litigious person either, but this one got me thinking because my friends took their child for a flu shot and the child left with a COVID vaccine. And my friends, they're not anti-vax. I think they're vaccinated themselves. They just weren't ready for their kid to get it. And um, they got the that's what the that was was stuck in the arm and they thought they were there for a flu shot. So it was just all Where very was the confusing. Mix-up? Yeah, I don't know. You you know this couple as well, but I don't know. I just was shocked by it. And they handled it well and they're like, well, just luckily we monitored, you know, our child no symptoms because you know the the vaccine can give you all kinds of things and the everything turned out fine so now they're like well on the bright side we're all vaccinated so i will be so mad mm-hmm. i will be so so mad yeah it doesn't matter if you go in for a and they give you b right because you they what could have happened right what if they were there for something else that was more i mean that's still a serious especially if you're someone that like doesn't want to if have you're anything to do with the vaccine. Or if, let's just say, your kid reacted to it in a bad way and you never asked for it. Right. Like, it could have gone extremely poor. I Thank God that nothing bad happened. Would I sue? Right, if I'm them and it's all fine, probably not. But I'm not, if something bad happened to the kid, maybe. Yeah. But you can't do that. I don't know, I don't know where the issue is. I don't know if the mix-up is... Did they accidentally say it wrong? Mm-hmm. Did, did somebody click a wrong box? Did, did they just grab the wrong needle? Are they right next to each other? Because we went to uh, Urgent Care over the weekend, and they have two things. One says used pens. One says new pens. They're right beside each other. <laughs> and I grabbed a used pen like an idiot. And I used oh, it, no. and then I was like, oh. And then I grabbed my hand. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> so I can see how you could easily mix things up. But you're talking about needles and doctors and nurses. That's tough. I would I be so mad. You? I mean, yeah, I would be so mad. I guess I would assess my situation and like them, nothing bad happened. So I'd be thankful. But gosh, I'd be so mad. I, I wouldn't sue. But, you know, then where, what? Uh, yeah, like you said, if it caused other symptoms, would I? Mm-hmm. Or if it made my child sick in a way, and I, then I might reconsider. But Lunchbox, would you wouldn't. sue? Oh, absolutely sue. That's at least worth $100,000 for pain and suffering and mental anguish. And I guarantee you that doctor's office would settle out of court because they don't want that in the public eye. They don't want that getting out of the newspaper and the press. So you go to them and say, hey, I'm suing. The they'll newspaper. Write you, <laughs> they'll write you a check right there, 100000 They don't want the newsies on the streets yelling, extra, extra, Read baby, get stabbed it. with wrong vaccine. <laughs> Oh man, I'd sue, 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 and if you've they don't, sued a lot of people over the years on this show. I w- yes, that's how you make money. No, you never did. Sue but how many though. did you sue in real life, though? Well, well, none of that has happened to me, though. If oh. they gave my kid the wrong one, guess what? All of a sudden, I'm anti-vax and I'm suing. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that stinks, though. I know. That's and very lucky. It's wild that nothing happened to the baby. Like just the fact they mix up needles blows my mind. Instead of suing, can you ask the doctor's office, hey, can I just do free visits for free. the rest of you the year? You probably ask for whatever you want. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and I need to circle back with this friend, too, because another friend brought up, like, the age of the child. I don't want to give too many like details. The- but, like, I don't even think that this child was old enough to even get the that vaccine. Yeesh. That kid turns out to be a superhero <laughs> <though> now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's that time of the morning. 
where we open up the mailbag. Let's go. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I've been married for almost 11 years. And recently, I was sitting next to my wife and I see she has a DM on her Instagram and notice it's a message that she sent to a male celebrity with two emojis that have hearts as eyes. I'm not sure how to feel about this. Yes, we all have that one celebrity that we find attractive. But my thinking is, if she can do this to a celebrity, what makes me think that she couldn't send something like this to a non-celebrity? <laughs> Am I overthinking this? Thank you. Signed, Anonymous. Amy, uh, be the wife. Like, okay. Tell me, why are you doing that? My first thing is that he's overthinking it. I feel like because you send it to a celebrity, that means it's like... Not real. It's it's just maybe the celebrity, does he, I don't know the contents of the DM. Was she reacting to something he posted? Because what if he posted a picture of him and his baby? And or she's puppy. like, yeah, oh, heart eyes, yeah. heart eyes. I mean, that means nothing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like until there's more substance here to get worked up about, don't, don't create or give yourself anxiety over something that doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is, as Morgan would say, a yellow flag. <laughs> it's not a red flag. Yeah. But it is a yellow flag to go, I wonder what this is. You can even ask her. You're sitting next to her. Hey, you just sent Ryan Gosling some hard eyes. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, because he'll never see it. And then you're like, do you mind if I send Dua Lipa some hard Yeah, I, You know, I don't know what the... the say go for it. I don't know what the approach is. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but I would think as long as the message isn't, hey, if you're ever in town... Here's my cell phone. Oh, my. Yeah, that part Yikes. a little different. <laughs> That's different. And I'm kind of torn on this, and I'll tell you why. Um, I don't think this is something that should create a big fight because you don't know the context. Find out the context. It's your wife. You've been together 11 years. Yeah. You can ask her. Yeah. Um, no, by reading this email, I don't think it's a big deal. That being said, Amy made a point where people send messages to celebrities because it's not real. And I know how people think that, but I would tell you we are in an age now where it is easier to reach people. True. And they may be looking at those messages and they do feel very real, especially if you're mean. Like I get some hateful, hateful messages where people just don't think I'm a real person. My wife gets hateful, hateful messages where people don't think she's a real person. Like she is a literal human with emotions that when you, so, me too, when you say something that is extremely cutting or personal, it sucks. And so... I would also say this about getting into comments or fights with other people on Facebook. Just because they're far away and you really don't know them doesn't mean they're not real people. If, if we approached speaking to people on the internet like we do in real life, I think we wouldn't have a lot of that. Some of that says vile, man. Some, and I know that a lot of the people that are awful on the internet aren't awful in, human, uh, in like real human world. And that's what stinks. We should act online like we act in real life. At least a little more like that. Because it is, it is, it is tough. And I have, I have friends in the music industry that get messages. And it's it's hard. It's really hard. Because people think, well, they're not real. They're not going to read this. And I, No, it sucks. It sucks. Um, but I don't think this is anything to worry about. Yeah. That's just my sidebar. Anything you'd like to say to that, Amy? Yeah, I mean, well, when you put it that way, yeah, the yes, they are real and comments uh, might be seen, but I think if she's throwing it out there to a celebrity she follows online, it could be completely harmless. And I give you permission. If anybody attacks me or my wife in the comments, attack them back. I give you full permission. <laughs> Go at them. Let them know. 
Fight fire with fire. That's what I say. Well, I've noticed, too, if I ever reply to something mean, whether it's an email Same. or a comment, then they come back with, oh, my gosh, I'm, I, 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 I listen to the show every day, big fan. And I'm like, wait, what? I hope you die. I get one. I hope you die. You're ruining radio. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just doing the show that, that I'm doing me. And they're like, oh, you read these? Oh, well, we do listen for an hour every morning. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, you just hoped I died. Yeah. You just hope I in a violent crash. And now we're cool. So anyway, we had dinner the next night. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> you all are friends now. Yeah. Um, nothing to worry about, buddy. You can even ask her about it. You've been married 11 years. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had to remember everybody's phone numbers. It's something that kids don't have to do anymore. But when I was a kid, if I wanted to call my buddies, and I still have a lot of those numbers memorized from when I was nine years old. Wow. Yeah. You do? Most, if not all. Huh. I could call my friend Evan's home right now. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could not. So, because we didn't have cell phones, and there wasn't a way to store a number. Unless you had like a speed dial on your touch tone, which is what they used to be called. <laughs> mm-hmm. You definitely didn't have the number stored. So, if you're upper 30s, 40 and over, there was a day when you had to remember a phone number to actually call it. But now, cell phones have made that pretty obsolete, where you don't have to remember anybody's number ever. Like, think about what numbers you've learned in the past 10 years that you have t- actually had to learn. Amy, do you have any? I mean, like a few. Um, like Like what? mine when I get a new cell phone okay, number. But let's eliminate <laughs> like that's ours. That's hard. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's always hard <laughs> now. Um, I, no, I haven't. There's nothing I can wow. think of that I have had. Like, even my daughter now has a cell phone. I don't know the number. I don't know Kaylin's cell phone number. I should know it. Well, you should get that. It's almost like I have <laughs> GPS in my car. I don't know how to get anywhere because I just get in and go, boop, push right. the button and go. Oh, that's true. So what's happening is technology is making things so easy that if it does regress a bit, we're all going to be dum-dums and mm-hmm. not know how to do anything. And Eddie, memorizing is so good for our brains and we hardly have to do it anymore. Had to remember any numbers? I just recently learned my wife's number because I had to. I'm like, all right, I've gone years not knowing this, so I finally know it. But my son has a phone too. Like, I don't know that number. Mm. I'm with Amy. In a new poll, people were asked how many phone numbers they had memorized, other than their own. That didn't count. 31% of people said zero. I'm surprised it's not higher than that, because I don't know any. Well, I have my husband's memorized, but he's had it since 2006 or something. I, I don't know, that's pretty good. I know lunchboxes, because we used to give it up on <laughs> the air. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Two we had a whole uh, <laughs> big voice guy going, 210. Okay. It, it just went on. <laughs> What else did the voice uh, guy say? And then it was if Lunchbox did something to be punished, we would just hit the button. And it was his legitimate <laughs> cell phone number. And he would get calls day and night. Mm-hmm. Early it in the morning, awful. late at night. It would ring 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's never stopped. Same number? Same number. Do some people still call you? I still get texts. Hey, man, EML, just wanted to see how you're doing. Uh. Which EML was the term we used for our early morning listeners <laughs> 10 years ago. Yep. Hilarious. Uh, 38% said they had two. 19% said they know up to five. Wow. Those those little Einsteins. And then uh, only 1% of people said they know more than 10 phone numbers. Like, why why are you memorizing phone numbers? Now I'm suspicious. (laughs) It's gone the other way. I'm like, what are you up to over there? But back in the day, and I don't think Morgan ever lived in this time where you had to memorize everybody's phone numbers. No, we had, like, caller ID. So, and then we had cell phones. That was about all we had. (laughs) Look at you. I'm not even 30. I mean, I, I do remember my mom and dad's because I had to in case I was at school and got in trouble. But yeah, besides same. that, that was it. Yes, yeah, st- still me now. Yeah, still me now. <laughs> Come on. 
It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. So there's a big apartment fire in Mesa, Arizona, and the cops get there and smoke's pouring out of one of the windows. And one of the cops is like, I think I hear somebody yelling from one of the windows, but the window is closed. So the cop takes a rock, throws it, and busts out the window. A civilian comes up and goes, hey, I'm actually a pretty good climber because the fire department wasn't there yet. And he just starts climbing up the apartment, go into the window. So he climbs up and he goes in. And he pulls out the, the complete window frame so they don't get cut. Because if you're coming through broken glass, I guess you can cut pretty bad. And he grabs a two-year-old girl out from the window and then, like, takes her and drops her to an officer. Amazing. Random civilian? That's what it says. A civilian walks up and just Wild. starts climbing. Next, the civilian went back into the apartment and rescued another six-year-old girl, handing her off to the officers below. Both girls were transported to the hospital where they are expected to be okay. According to witnesses, if it hadn't been for the Good Samaritan, the incident would have turned out much differently. I wonder if you're the cop. You're like, dude, let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the cop's is like, hey, take it away. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure he didn't go, hey, do you mind? He probably just did it. Because yeah. I don't think a cop would be like, yeah, buddy, go ahead. Yeah. But good for that dude. In the end, two kids were saved. Who was this guy? Spider-Man. Apparently, he had a mask on. <laughs> and he came, and he, as he walked away, he was like, my job is never done. And they don't know. Interesting. So uh, that's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. We all know. But we don't know how that our phones are listening to us. I don't know how if they're listening for certain words. I don't know if there's a little man in there. I don't know. I would go with no man, but they're listening. But I have no idea how it works. You would think with everything being leaked out, I don't know how Facebook or our phones know exactly where we are or what we mention. Yeah. That part's wild to me because where so we are, weird. I get because they can, they're tracking us all the time. But when I'm talking about something and then it pops up in an ad... Is it listening for keywords? Yes. Okay, tell me I mean, more. I think, tell me more about what you know. Well, that's what I think. I don't know. It's. I mean, it goes when sometimes I'm thinking about something and it gives me the ad and I'm like, this is getting weird. Which is my point. We don't really know, right? right. We don't know if it's listening to everything or if it's triggered at keywords. For example, I don't want everybody to be triggered, but um, Galexa, when you say, nice. when you talk to Galexa, it's really only triggered when you say that. So... But she's listening. I know. As long as she's plugged in, I think. Employees at several Apple stores across the United States are unionizing based on their pay. But what's happening is they're getting down into their lifestyles. And they're finding that most of Apple's retail employees are using Android phones to keep secrets because they know that the phones are tracking and listening. Wow. Or is it? Let me just throw another idea out there. Well, we're texting people. Obviously, the phone knows. It's understanding what we're putting into it. So if you write the word golf just to a friend, like, hey, you're going to play golf next week? Or, hey, looking for a new car, then it gives you new car ads. It it can also probably tell and know what you're writing and use that, not just words. But when Apple employees are going, I'm going to use an Android because we know something. They know something. And people are worried about the COVID vaccine, like a chip in it. Your phones are tracking you. <laughs> Everything you're, you think something's happening with the vaccine, which is not. They're not tracking you with that. Your phones are already doing it. The other day I, I told my wife, told her, hey, I think we need a new mattress. My back hurts. And then I'm talking 10 minutes later on my Facebook. It's like a mattress ad. Yeah. How? It heard you say mattress. Yeah. That's how. And was it ready to be triggered for mattress? Meaning, were there mattress companies that had already paid and said, okay, we've paid for our ads. So if anyone in this area says the word, let it trigger and show an ad. 
Because I don't think they're just grabbing words and putting ads up who aren't already paying for okay. it. Okay. That, that makes that makes sense. That's my understanding that I've created in my head. So if you took like a business that's out of business, like Blockbuster, yes. you'll know that You're ad. You're not going to get up. an ad going right, Friday night, two okay. for one. Right. <laughs> Blockbuster's <laughs> not, but they but they might be like, you know what? Well, it's an alternative to Blockbuster. Netflix. Now it could be. Let's uh. say that's, that that um, bad example because they don't exist either. But twenty four hour video is up, and they're like, okay, if anybody mentions Blockbuster, we'll put that in our word search. Yes. If anyone mentions that, then our ad should come up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't know. They, yeah. But I think that's what's up. We have to do that. I used to make fun of my husband for having an Android, but he has his reasons. He knows have, stuff too. That's well, what they, I, that's let me what get he back to that in a second. Work phone. <laughs> yes. We have a friend that has an Android, and I'll get back to Amy's husband in one second. But there's a group chat that we're on. There's like four of us, and he has an Android, and it runs the whole thing. Yeah, he's the green. Yeah. You can't yep. do any little ha ha's or thumbs ups on top of it. <laughs> or you can, you can thumbs up it, but it will copy yeah, and paste shows up the, the whole, whole thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. It's he, like we're in yeah. 2022 and he's in like 97. I know. But he's probably, he works for Apple. I oh. swear. I swear. He works for Apple. Mm. Um, your husband covered up any camera on the computer in your house with a tape. post-it note. Post-it notes, tape, whatever. And why did he do that? Hey, because military people know military yep, things. Know. They do. Yeah. Just, do you really know? Okay, scratch your face if you do really know something, but you just can't say because you're... <gasps> Here, I'll take the oh, camera off. No, I mean, I think oh. he just works with people <laughs> so that... that He works with people on the government level of things that tell him things where he's like, okay, got it, noted. And your words are very non-committal. <laughs> things, <Yeah>. people, <laughs> government, official. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, he's like, okay, fine. I'm ruining the group text. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he's not the one that ruins our group text. I know, but yeah. he does ours. Like if like family stuff is going on or if people are trying, they're like, who's the guy in green? Ugh. I just wish somebody would get sued and they had to release all the information as to exactly how and exactly why and exactly what is happening. I can ask my brother. He might know. He Why would he not? I just he don't just, think that randoms know. He's not, my brother's not a random. He works in like tech and he's like just, he's one of those people that just knows everything. Uh, uh, black, dark web? Probably. Mm-hmm. He's been on the computer since the computer. You think the FBI would know? I, I can ask someone in that. I'm going to shout out the FBI. Him, they are awesome. Have you been in the dark web? No, 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 no. All right, anyway. On the phone right now is Ron, who lives in South Carolina. Hey, Ron, what's happening? Hey, Bob, good morning. Good morning, studio. Morning. So we talk, I hear we talk a lot about running into celebrities and how to react and whether to approach them or not. So I find out, yes, um, on Sunday, my daughter lives in an an adjacent state to where I live. Chris Stapleton is going to be staying next to her in the house, like 20 feet away from her for a month, recording an album. I'm curious as to the studio's thoughts on how they would react to Chris Stapleton staying in the house literally next to them. Do you just let him stay there and hang out and not make it public, or do you go over and introduce yourself and welcome him to the town that you're in? It's an interesting question. It's all you. Yeah. Oh, man. So, this is what I would say, mostly knowing Chris. He's a very private person just to begin with. So, I think a lot of what I'm going to say reflects not only celebrity culture, but also Chris himself. It would be very kind to offer anyone any sort of help, period. Okay? So, I'm going to lead with that. Uh, 
what I would do, I wouldn't go over to the house and knock on the door and be like, hey, Chrissy Stapleton's here. What do you do, buddy? It's my favorite song. What I would do, first of all, is nothing. I would respect the privacy of whomever was in that house. Chris Stapleton or Amy's cousin. Doesn't matter. That's your place inside those walls. That is your private area. Uh, next up, if I were to see at a time that I was out, maybe getting in the driveway, the car in the driveway, and they were Chris, somebody from his team, you could just say, hey, guys, I'm, I know, Ron, you're not living next door. Be like, hey, I'm Ron. I'm the neighbor. If you guys need anything, uh, feel free to come knock on the door. You know, I would offer your services at a time when it wasn't weird to offer your services. Yeah, that's nice. I just don't think for anyone I would go up and knock on the door and go, what's going on in there? Okay. What? I don't even like when people do that to me. Right. Like, like as a normal person, whenever I just move into a place. Oh, so like, but if you would normally be that person that welcomes an, someone into the neighborhood, so you just set that aside. Yeah. If you're Especially normally because like. because you know the situation. Bread and cookies, something mm-hmm. like that. Because you know the situation and you know, because I'm telling you now, mm-hmm. that Chris is a very private person. Mm-hmm. I would say that you do not go knock on the door, <laughs> that if you do see them out in an organic circumstance, you can go, hey, I'm Ron. If you guys need anything, let me know. You know what? They're probably not going to need anything. But You're right. You're right. Or <laughs> yeah, they're good. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> like the second or third time, if you do kind of develop some sort of, you know, relationship, like you talk, you know, you're picking up the paper in your underwear outside. I don't know. You're like, hey, we'd love to make dinner for you guys. You could do that. Whoa. But that needs to be like third or fourth once you have a conversation and you have this uh, super substancy relationship. But at least you have that. So I would say veer to the side of leave him alone. But it's pretty cool. Would you tell the whole town? No. No, I okay. wouldn't because I wouldn't want the one told on me. Right. That's my advice, Ron. That's good advice. If it were John Party, I'd go over with a keg. Be like, what up, John Party? <laughs> different for everybody. Yes, different for everybody. All right, Ron, have a great day. Good morning, buddy. I hope you have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you. You too. I just Thank confused you. myself with that sentence. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Julie from St. Louis. Hey, so just had a question. I was at the Luke Bryan concert this past weekend in Vegas, and I saw his wife and boys in the concert, and they were just sitting there watching. And, of course, the boys were, like, bored out of their mind, and it made me laugh. No one, like, said anything to them. No one, like, knew that it was them. And so my question is, can I go say hello? Would that have been not okay? Like, what's the rule on famous people's families? I think Caroline Bryan is totally on limits. If she's out in a public place and you can actually get to her and say hi, say hi. She's a public figure. She's on Instagram. She's got maybe a million followers. I'm not sure. Yeah, Yeah, she's famous. Yeah, so Caroline on limits. I would say, though, you really only see the kids secondarily in Luke's pictures or Caroline's. Um, And they're under 18. I'd probably not just go up to them and be like, can I get a picture? I think it's fair to say hi to anybody. They're just walking by and be like, hey, guys. But I, did, I wouldn't ask the kids for a picture. Yeah. You can say hi to anybody. There is no rule against that. <laughs> um, but kids are always dicey. If you're, if you're ever on the fence about kids, don't. Just period. With anything. 
Anything. It's a good Like, the good only blanket. way that it ends up being okay for kids is if, like, say you're talking to Caroline and the whole family's right there and you take a picture with Caroline and Caroline's like, hey, kids, hop in. And they're like, okay, mom. Because she brought them in. Right. Yes. <laughs> Just remember, if it's questionable with the kids, don't do it. Yeah. Ever. Ever. If you have Whatever to ask yourself, should I? Don't care the scenario. The answer is no. Okay. Uh, thank you. That's a good call, though. It's funny, too, to think about Luke's kids. They're like, all right, Dad. Just another day. I've seen this before. <laughs> the Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So, did you know that NFL water boys get paid over $50,000? I would assume because their job is more than just putting water in a bucket. Oh, so you already knew that. No, <laughs> but when you say that, I would assume they have other responsibilities. Well, yes, they do. They are most of the time athletic trainers who usually have a degree and they can help treat the injured players on like game day or throughout the week. And all they're making is $50,000? <laughs> they're an athletic trainer? Technically, $53,000 a year plus perks. They must be the lower, lower we're in. Yeah, starting job. Who are just coming in and they also have to do the water. Here's a water boy talking about what they do. Now there's a misconception that these people just hand out water and towels. And while that's what you see on game day, that's not the whole truth. These are trainers on the athletic training staff. They tape guys up, provide other treatments before and after games and throughout the week. So look at this more as an apprenticeship to learn the craft instead of just squirting water bottles. That makes sense. Boom. Okay. Uh, have you heard of hiatus brain? Um, I think I get it every Sunday from about <laughs> noon to four. Well, it's what happens when there's too long of a gap between a show's seasons and you forget stuff that happened when the new season uh, starts. Yeah. And they say it's happening more and more because the gaps continue to grow. Like, we used to have to wait, back in the day, three to four months maybe between a season and you might not forget what happened. Sometimes now we wait a year or two years for another season to come out. Well, if you get hiatus brain, uh, the doctor can prescribe you one of those little previews on Netflix that reminds you of everything that happened. <laughs> oh, They're is like, that what It's like you a two-minute little, yeah. You got to yeah. go to Walgreens for that? Yeah, you got to go and push the button and then it shows it. To, yeah. For my hiatus brain, I've had to go back to the previous season and like watch. Oh, I would never do that. I would just go into it. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I would never. Oh, all right. So Kelly Clarkson was doing her karaoke, which is the karaoke on her show, and she did some Boot Scoot and Boogie by Brooks and Dunn. So obviously her fans are freaking out over this, and this kind of brought back to the table that she should work lease a country album and even when I read that I was like oh my gosh yeah Kelly Clarkson's never done a country album I don't think she's a country artist though I know but dang she'd be good well yeah she'd be good putting out an opera album a <laughs> album a Spanish album yeah she's a great singer I'm Amy that's my pile that was Amy's pile of stories it's time for the good news with Amy tell me something good Another story of a kid doing something awesome that'll hopefully inspire adults. This 10-year-old in New York, her name is Sophie Enderton, and she found out that her grandpa, Terry, had cancer. Well, when he was telling her about the chemo treatments and what it was all like, she was like, oh, I want to help you and the people around you getting chemo. Because if you aren't familiar, a lot of times when you're getting your chemo treatment, you're in this big room in recliners with 
a lot of other people and you're all just there getting your chemo. And so she decided to put together a little chemo comfort bags with blankets, pillows, cozy socks, games, and snacks because you're there a really long time and it can get cold. Well, her grandfather sadly passed away, but she has continued chemo comfort bags in his honor. And so she's gathering up stuff right now. And in March, she plans on doing another drop, not only to like adults getting chemo treatment, but even the pediatric side of things. So helping out other kids with cancer too. And that's something you would really only know about unless you, if you've been through it. Yeah. Like when you're talking about it, you're giving us extra details because you know about it. Yeah, I've been in chemo rooms uh, with my dad and my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we went through that. And it is, it's very, like some people are there and you you get to know the people, you kind of pop in if you're there on the same day of the week and it is really cool, but it does get cold. You do get hungry, you do get bored. So blankets, cozy socks, games and snacks is like the That's perfect awesome. uh, chemo comfort bag. That is a good story. Sad about the grandpa, but that is a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good.